Welcome back to the Mammy Show. This is your host, Rohit. Today we have Christine Ross, the founder and CEO of Launch and Scale and a podcast host. Thank you, Christine, for getting into the show. Yeah, thanks for having me. I'm really excited for this. Awesome. So we've been talking about a bunch of stuff into the agency side of yours and and the, you know, like how you got started bringing to the million dollars and eat something into the ad campaigns into the Kickstarter as well. So yeah. firstly, you would, would you like to just give a quick intro about yourself, like how you got started with the entrepreneurship and so on? Yeah. Um, do you want the short version or the long version? Go ahead with the long version. We have a bunch of them. Okay. Awesome. So, um, hey guys, I'm Kirsten and well, Ross. I am from Canada, so I'm currently in Toronto, and uh, I am someone who specializes in helping early stage brands launch and scale new products. So we focus on growth between zero and three million dollars for new e-commerce brands. But it's funny because like I don't have a background in marketing. And I never knew I wanted to be an entrepreneur until I started running a business. So I guess we can start there. Um, I, before doing what I do now, which is running a marketing agency and online consulting training to help online brands get online, um, I was actually running a house painting company out of university, funny enough. So I was the girl that would go knock on your door and say, hey, would you like us to paint your windows this summer? And I ended up hiring a crew of, of painters, managing them, and just lining up the work. And it was something that I fell into at the time. It was a uh, program offered through a university that we had. And I was like, well, I've never run my own business before. I'm 18 years old, not really happy in my science program. So let's just try something new. So I ended up doing that and completely changed. Like I went into university wanting to be a doctor wanting to do science. Uh, honestly, I was just, I was lost. I, I knew I, I scored well with like biology and chemistry in high school. So I naturally went that direction. But when I got into that, I was like, oh, I'm not super happy with this, but I don't know what else I want to do. So I ended up getting into entrepreneurship and sticking with that company until I was about 24. And at that point I was like, well, I'm not going into science anymore. I love marketing. I love running a business. Now I just have to figure out what I want to do for the rest of my life. So when I was 24, I had been with the company at this point for seven years and I didn't want to continue with that company because I wanted to see like what else I could do. So after that point, I ended up taking three years off to go travel the world. Uh, so I backpacked Australia. I backpacked New Zealand. I spent two years in the UK. Like I, you know, just went everywhere, really just trying to figure out what I wanted to do. Um, and it was at that point in England where I took a job working for a company mm -hmm. and it was like, like the perfect job on paper, good pay, amazing people, room for advancement. It's like whatever you want to find in a job. But after two months, I hated it because I realized I can't, I'm not going to be happy working for someone else. Mm -hmm. So yep. at that point, I ended up quitting and deciding that I'm going to try to figure out what I can get paid to do. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, yeah. and we all go through that where it's like, before we find our thing, we have this really weird period where we're like, I, either, you know what you want to do and you pursue it, or you realize 
I can't work for someone, but I don't know what I'm going to do. So I'm just going to try a whole bunch of different things, fail a bunch of times and eventually find something. Um, and that was me. So in 2014, um, I moved back from London, um, UK to Toronto. And I just started going to networking events. And I was like, well, let's just go talk to entrepreneurs. I'm good at helping people with advice. I know something about getting customers for people. So let's like, there's something there. Let's just go and talk to people. So I started networking and it was actually funny enough. My first networking um, event back in Toronto, where I met the founder of my very first crowdfunding campaign. So that was super cool. Um, and that's really what I'm doing today. So I ended up like, I partnered with this guy who had a cool product idea, but had no idea how to do a crowdfunding campaign, which we'll get into that. Um, and I was like, well, I don't know, but let's learn together. Cause I know something about marketing. We were so novice at the time. Um, and we ended up partnering on this project, preparing to do a crowdfunding launch and our very first launch completely failed. We um, raised like 30% of what we needed to. It was really embarrassing because I'm like, I thought we had a good product. How did we fall on our face? Um, but with that failure, we ended up asking ourselves, like, why did it fail? Is the product really crappy or is it like how we were marketing? Like what happened? So we dug in and decided it wasn't the product that sucked. It was how we did the launch. So we decided to redo the launch properly. And the second time we launched, we went from a big failure to a product launch that did $600,000 in one month with 5,000 customers. Mm. And at that point, it was like, oh, that's a big difference. <laughs> so I started speaking on that transformation around other events in Toronto because entrepreneurs were like, what did you do? That's amazing. Can you do that for me too? And so I just started like taking on random Kickstarter projects and turn that into a marketing agency, eventually released a course on it. And the rest has just kind of been evolving the business to where it is today. Awesome. So, That's pretty cool, you know? And here we are. And, and even though I was thinking to launch a product from my side and you will do the rest. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But it's like, whoa, what happened? And honestly, like, I think the first time was definitely a fluke, but when you want to see results repeated over and over again, that's when you have, you're forced to get good and actually learn how to do it. So what insights would you like to share? Like, um, like what the Kickstarter actually is, how, if, if, yeah. if anyone, if anyone is getting started with a product launch, you know, how they can raise the bunch of money with the best fit into the market as well. So yeah. they can grow the stuff and grow the product into the right market. So what do you speak about that? Yeah. Um, so why don't we talk about first, like what Kickstarter and crowdfunding is? Mm -hmm. um, just make sure we're all on the same page. So yeah. um, there are different kinds of crowdfunding. The one that I specialize in right now is called rewards-based crowdfunding, which mm -hmm. means uh, the most popular platform to do this on is Kickstarter. So if you are somebody who has a product idea, you maybe even have a prototype and you talk to a manufacturer and the manufacturer says it's going to be $20,000 to develop and pay for the first round of inventory. And you say, hmm, I don't want to risk that or maybe I don't have that. So what Kickstarter allows you to do is do a marketing campaign where you list your product for 30 days 
and you can get people from all around the world to contribute money to help you bring that product to market. When it, the reason it's called rewards-based crowdfunding is when people give you money, they're actually pre-ordering your product. So by you doing a Kickstarter campaign, you are funding the first run of inventory from pre-orders, which is really cool. So that is what crowdfunding is. It allows you to get an idea funded from with people to kind of help you out without giving away equity in your company. Um, mm-hmm. That is a different kind of crowdfunding, but we're not talking about that today. Got it. Yeah. And you know, like, so you said, like, let's say we launched the campaign. So once we launched the campaign, I mean, like, is it something we have to promote the campaign as well? Or will, yes. the, customers, or will the customers just roll in after just nope. launching on the campaign? So that is like the big misconception with Kickstarter is that people think it's like Amazon where Amazon and Kickstarter have this huge customer base. So you shouldn't have to promote your product, right? Actually not. So this is the biggest mistake that people make with Kickstarter is because Kickstarter has such a big community because they get so much traffic. Mm-hmm. Um, you have to actually um, earn your spot on Kickstarter. So what I mean by that is think of every single day, how many campaigns are launching? How many hundreds of options does somebody have to search for on the Kickstarter website? So in order to be able to get the Kickstarter traffic and to be discovered by Kickstarter's community, you have to prove that you've got a popular product so that your product starts to trend and rank on the website. So the way you do that is Kickstarter has an algorithm that will help it figure out which products are doing well. Um, Because Kickstarter gets 5% for every dollar they raise on their platform, they're only making money when their products are selling. So naturally they want to promote the best products that are doing the best and that their customer, their like Kickstarter audience seems to be liking the most. So what that means for you is like your promotion period actually starts three months or so before your Kickstarter project. So the way to be successful on Kickstarter is to build up awareness promotion before you even launch so that when you go live on Kickstarter, you can say, Hey, email list, social media following, we are live, go pre-order, go buy on Kickstarter. And at that point, when you're getting that early traction on Kickstarter, then the platform is going to see and discover you. And that's how you can start to actually rank and tap into the platform traffic. It's got it. Cool. Yeah. So, so, it's, so it's obviously like promoting the campaign as well? Yes. And oh. having it as well. Yeah. So beforehand, before the campaign, you're promoting the product and say, hey, we're launching soon on Kickstarter to get updated when we're live, um, enter your email here and, or join our Facebook group. And we'll let you know how you can get your discount when we launch on Kickstarter. Kind of like a big hype before the launch, just a lot of hype. Yeah. Awesome. So like you are already a host as well. Yes. You have your own podcast. I do. What What kind of podcast do you have and what's the podcast is all about and what do you relate to into that? 
So our podcast is called Launch and Scale. Um, we release it on some episodes on YouTube and it's mostly an audio-based podcast. Um, I actually have two podcasts, but the main one is Launch and Scale. So that is where we connect with either online store owners to see what they're doing to get success, or we share strategies to help you um, either launch your product or scale your brand. Um, so it's like topics on e-commerce, topics on marketing, um, et cetera. But it's really like, people who would listen to that podcast are those that are in the early stage and they want to get to market and have success with their online brand with that. Um, if you're looking for a crowdfunding specific podcast, then our first podcast, which we have discontinued, um, we've got like 150 episodes, uh, that is crowdfunding uncut. And that is interviews with multi seven figure Kickstarter brand uh, creators. Mm -hmm. So you can check that out if you're looking for a Kickstarter specific. Awesome. And yeah. you are also an agency owner at this time. So ad agency. Um, how you guys started? First thing. Second thing, um, you took it from zero to a million USD in ARR. How you did yeah. that? What was the time period? What was the challenges, you know? How long do we have? Um, but yeah, so I guess your first question is, why, how did I start the agency? Yeah. Yeah. So I, um, I love consulting. I love teaching. I love working with brands to help them figure out their marketing, figure out what's going to work, um, et cetera, et cetera. But consulting, sometimes you just get brands that are like, can we just pay you to do this? Can, like, you're good at marketing. Can you please just run the campaign? Can you please make our video? Can you please? And so with enough requests, I like, because I come from a service background, um, I had a lot of great experience running a painting company. So I thought we've already done, done for you services in the past. I loved it. And so why don't we just give the agency a shot? So I always knew from the beginning that I didn't want to grow an eight figure agency. What I want is I want to be able to serve 10 brands that we love working with and treat it like the agency's not like we, yes, we generate revenue with the agency, but my, the thing is that we want impact and we want to be able to work with a lot more people. So the way that we monetize is that we have coaching programs in the front end for those that maybe want to learn how to run the business themselves. Um, but we reserve agency for like those high-end brands that we can really just partner with and get in the trenches. So the agency for me is less about scaling up to eight figures. It's more about being able to work really closely with some of the brands that we have. So we max out at about 10 brands that we work with mm -hmm. um, and keep it on the done for you side because I, you know, you learn the hard way that agency in itself has high payroll expenses um, it's really hard to scale your talent. And what I didn't want was like, I don't want to have it so that I'm, my company is so big that I can't work with our clients anymore, where I have just a bunch of account managers, because I think like what I'd love to do is work with the brands itself. So I knew I didn't want a large agency where I, I pawn off strategy to someone else or I, you know what I mean? So I want to maintain the quality while also maintaining not a bloated payroll. So I made the conscious choice to keep the agency small. Got it. And, yeah. and when, so what's the next target to get it to the nine figures for sure? And in how much time period? 
So I would say right now, like our agency, um, we've done over the last five years, we've done a million dollars in total revenue. And so our agency, I want to see that because like I look at the business as two parts. We have the coaching side, which is our group coaching programs, mentoring, consulting. And then we have the agency done for you services. So for me, I see the agency getting to about half a million a year. Um, whereas what's really going to take us to seven figures a year to eight figures is going to be the front end offers that we have. Cool. Anything, 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 any best tips you have for any mid-size and any businesses, you know, getting into or launching a new product or how about they can consider the best strategy into the marketing before coming into the market or launch anything, anything advice. I think that, yeah, um, everything takes way longer than you can possibly think it will take. Yeah. Number one. Number two, I would secure funding or options for funding, even if you don't want to take investment capital, even if you don't want loans. Having access to capital, especially for inventory, is going to be the difference in you being able to constantly outsell your competition or being stuck out of product. So I would get access to capital, even if you don't think you need it, because you may want to be in a position where you want to grow faster. Mm-hmm. Um, the other thing is, is you really should ask yourself what kind of business you want to run. Do you want to have it so that you have a big team or do you want to have it so that you are just the visionary, you do product design, but you have someone else running your company? What kind of lifestyle do you want? Um, I think it's really important to under kind of do a, a mentor of mine does this exercise called business by design, where I think that we fall too heavy into working all the time and not taking a second to actually figure out what kind of business we want to have, how much we want to work, when we want to work, how much money we want to make every year, what we want our lifestyle to look like. Because like, I don't know about you, but one of the things that um, I've gone through is like when I would take part in mentorship programs, when I would see how other agency owners would do it, I would fall into kind of like a lifestyle that wasn't what I actually wanted because I thought you have to work a hundred hours a week, but then you realize you're not happy doing that. So it's like, okay, well, if you can stay true to what kind of business you actually want to run, who you actually want to work with, why do you have to copy what everyone else is doing? Like figure out what you want and then build a business around that. Yeah. Awesome. How many hours you were working in the beginning? Sorry, business. how many, like at the, with the agency? Yeah, in a week. Yeah. Uh, sorry, how many hours I was working before? I would say about 80 to 90. But like a lot of that was wasted. Like you seem like someone who's very on top of their stuff. So were, did you ever have a point in your life where you were wasting a lot of time, like scrolling on social media and just not being super productive? And then you eventually figured out how to be more productive. I don't know if that applied to you or not, but. I think it's, it's obviously was a teenage, not in that, not at this point for sure. Oh, exactly. Like, you know, we go through a point in the like oh, a very beginning where we work teenage. all the time, but it's like, how much are you actually working? So in yeah. the beginning, I think I was wasting a lot of time uh, doing a lot of stuff that honestly didn't move the needle. But now that I know that I 
can only work eight or nine hours a day. I want to take weekends off. Yeah. It really forces me to look at like what that we're doing is actually working so that I can focus on that and what isn't working. So I'm not spending my time doing that. I think that's the best solution. That is the best. And, and, and that, and that comes with a, comes up with the experience as for me from last five years, I guess. I have even also wasted my bunch of time in not even wasted, I guess, to just testing out the stuff. Do this, haven't worked, go with the next. Do this, haven't worked, go with the next. Go with the next coach. Just, just keep on going in the, that world, put in the sheet in that world. So that was yeah. a big thing. Yeah. Yeah. But that's that's a journey and it's a learning curve. And I think that, you know, in the beginning, I was like, oh, well, I need to work 100 hours a week. So I wasn't very diligent with like what exactly I was doing. But now that I'm like, no, I'm running my business. It's not running me. You have to be a lot more intentional about how you're spending your time and what you're doing. Awesome. That's all, Christine. That's all from my side today. Awesome. Thank you so much for being on the show. Thanks for having me. This is awesome. Yeah. Cool. So, That's all. We should be having a next season probably. We should be inviting you once more again and having a great fun for the same. Thank you so much.